Welcome, folks, to another edition of Desperately Seeking Entertainment. I am Chris Peterson. Joined with me, as always, is Mr. Ben Frawley. What's up, Chris? What's up, people on the internet? Ready to dig into some movies, music, entertainment, theater. Hope you are. Always. All of it. All of it. All of it. Why not? Uh, folks, if this is your first time joining us on this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. What Ben and I like to do, because we are carnosaurs, if you will, of all things entertainment, uh, we keep our, our nose to the grindstone? Is that, or is it the ear? To, I don't know. Anyway, well, I don't know that idiot. We, we're anyway. Car- we're carnosaurs and we're carnivores. <laughs> there you go. Um, we consume it all. And what we like to do in this podcast is basically bring some interesting tidbits, stories, news, whatever it may be, to this podcast and discuss it. But the kicker is I have no idea what Ben has in store for me, and he's got no idea what's on my list. Um, so everything you're hearing is non-planned. Uh, it's spontaneous, and we get some really good discussion uh, flowing. So that's what it's all about. So, Ben, kick us off, my man. What do you got this week? All right, you know what we haven't talked about in a couple weeks is um, baseball's back, kid. Baseball's yeah. back. And it feels like a real baseball season. It doesn't feel like the 60-game thing and, you know, like, uh-oh. There's been a couple scares, a couple people, like, you know, going into quarantine, quarantine scares. But, you know, we've watched other sports kind of get their stuff together. We're at, I think, 12% capacity at Fenway Park. We're at 100% capacity at Texas right in Texas. for some reason. <laughs> All 38,000. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Uh, but more importantly, real games, real stakes. And I think, Chris, without the playoff stakes, without the World Series, and not to take away and detract from um, the people that won last year and won their divisions and stuff, I, I just feel like we're going into a real season for the first time in two years. Um, and I bring this up because we're both Red Sox fans because the Red Sox are on – counting right now today, we're on a seven-game Winning streak, buddy. Seven Ooh. games. And um, we looked it up. Me and the kid looked it up. We, uh, I think the Red Sox winning streak is 15. So nice. we need eight more games. Not to jinx us or anything. <laughs> but, Chris, are you excited for real sports to be back? You know, I am. I am. And um, as much as I thought I would not, um, you know, like – you know, miss baseball. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, baseball's coming back. Yeah, I'll slowly get into it. Uh, I'm into it. I really am. And yeah. um, I, I like the normalcy. I mean, here's the thing with baseball. Yes, it's weird seeing like, you know, uh, uh, you know, virtually, you know, no crowd, but it's right. it's still the game. And same thing with football. You're still watching the game, if you will. The game has not been uh, changed by the pandemic. So there's something that's very... Um, I don't know. It it just makes me feel good. And it also makes me feel good seeing Boston teams do well. So there you go. Right. And so I bring this up because um, the Red Sox are hitting, man. And so Mm. I do the fantasy baseball. But, you know, as in all fantasy sports, you don't want to stack your team with one team. Because if your favorite team sucks that year, it's going to be terrible. Uh, So uh, this year I got uh, Xander Bogarts and Christian Vasquez. Now, Christian Vasquez hitting above 500. He is beastly godly at that plate he's had multiple home runs multiple bases like i think five stolen bases in one week which is unheard of for a catcher uh mm-hmm. there was one game where um i think bogarts took third and he took second like the next pitch like and the, the guy was still on the mound with the ball and they didn't even throw to him. <laughs> so he must have like read it right i mean he's a catcher he knows what's going on on the mound and yeah. this guy is just you know for all the stuff we say about uh, Trout and Yelich and all these big, like godly, like hitters and fielders. There's something to be said about a catcher. I, I really respect catchers. Something I never did. Something I could never even fathom because you're really much. You're pretty much running the game. You're yeah. communicating with your pitcher. You, you, you know, I, I you could stand. All right, listen. Not to detract from like right fielders or anything, but literally, you can stand in right field for I don't know, four or five innings and not have a ball hit to you, and just go bat for two two at bats. You know what I mean? Where a catcher, you're mm-hmm. just the mm-hmm. the game is in your hands. You you have a wrong signal, the ball goes by you. You uh, you you could just mess up your pitcher and then you screw up the whole game. Like the the game is really in your hands. Especially in today's game. It's not like it's like one pitcher, one catcher. There's a one pitcher going like nine innings. You have a, a one catcher back there. Uh, you rarely you see a catcher get pulled unless it's like extra innings or something for a better hitter. And I just love 
they've really, to me, Christian Vasquez is, I'm going to put it, put it out there, to me is the next uh, Jason Veritek. And Jason Veritek's Ooh. in the dugout. Uh, I love that catcher. He was just phenomenal. And you want a catcher. And even when Veritek's hitting wasn't the best, they kept him in for two, three, four, five years because he works so good with the pitchers. Because who cares if he's hitting below the Mendoza line? You want a catcher that catches the pitchers. Chris, thoughts on the Red Sox hitting? Thoughts on the pitching? What, what's going on? What's going on in your head? All right. So, listen. I don't care what people say. I don't care what the people say. Baseball is really here. <laughs> so, I don't care. I don't care about anything. I get super excited for the beginning of the season. I, I know, Chris. I just you get to sit, you get a feeling for the whole team and how it looks. And mm. so I'm wicked excited. And uh, yeah, that's it. Your story. What do you got for me this week? Love it, man. Well, well let's stick with baseball. Let's stay with baseball. Right. Um, so, the, and I hate. I don't want to be negative. Uh, and this might speak Yankees? to you. No, no. We're going to talk about the Indians or the soon-to-be unnamed Cleveland team. Um, oh, really? So, that's going down. This is going down. So uh, yesterday they lost uh, a game um, against the Chicago White Sox and they lost on uh, kind of an, a, due to an error committed by an Indians player by the name of Yu Chang. Oh, um, I heard about this story. Heard about okay. This. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's break it down though. I didn't break it down this. though. Yeah. Here we go. So Yu Chang uh, makes a, I, I don't know if it was a throwing error or, or bobbled the ball or whatnot, but he did something and the winning run was able to cross the home plate. And of course, because it's 2021 and social media's anger is at its all time high. Uh, the guy gets like deluged with racist, uh, comments and taunts from quote unquote Cleveland Indians fans. Um, and I, I won't even repeat them over there, but they're, they're God awful. Um, and they even click the article to read them, but they must be, if he re cause he retweeted them, right? He reshared them. Oh, he, he, he shared them with the handles of the people oh, that, Oh, absolutely. He's like, he wasn't <laughs> holding back. He's like, if you send me an racist message, I'm going to show that you saw, you sent it. So, um, and, but they are terrible. And, um, it just, first of all, obviously it is awful to, 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 to do anything like that to an athlete who, um, makes a mistake, does whatever. And you see it all, all the time. Like when a basketball player misses a free throw that ends the game or something like that, you know, you just see these, this racist, terrible messaging, um, that's sent out to these players. Uh, over social media, and it's it's ridiculous. It's stupid and it's ridiculous. And what makes it even more stupid, Ben, and not no, you know, I don't mean this offensive to you, who obviously cares about what the season. <laughs> but if you're the type of person that gets so worked up over a, a loss in April in baseball, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. That you're going to send racist messages to the player, you're on a whole nother level of stupidity, and I that I just can't I just can't associate with. So Ben, I, I, you know, you and I are intense sports fans and we have, you and I have been like, uh, I guess you could say the, on the downside of some momentous losses and some heartbreaking things, of course, but of course. None, you know, none of us, neither of us would ever do something like that. And I just, I, I just wanted your thoughts on, on that. And just, to, you know, just what depth of humanity and, you know, and you live in an area you're in upstate New York where Syracuse basketball is like, oh, you don't, oh, yeah. you don't talk bad about Syracuse basketball where you are. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> like, yeah, we got, all right. Yeah. All right. Great, Chris. Okay. So yeah. in Syracuse. So listen, we have the Carmelo Anthony, like women's basketball, like center. We have everything like, yeah, you, it doesn't matter if you're a bills fan, jets fan, giants fan, Patriots fan. You, you love Syracuse up here. You love right. Syracuse men's basketball. Right. Women's isn't as big as, of course, UConn in Connecticut, but uh, yeah, you don't, everyone has Syracuse gear. Everyone has Syracuse gear. Everyone watches Syracuse. Uh, we made it pretty far. We made it to the Sweet 16 this year. Mm -hmm. we, we did. Yep. So, I mean, the whole place is a buzz when we make it to the Sweet 16. This is definitely a college basketball area. Um, and, you know, say what you will, it's leftover from the Big East because um, it's not as fun with the ACC, but I digress. Anyway. Chris, this is awful. This was an awful story. This guy is a, is he a shortstop? I believe. Yeah. And he was playing first. They had him oh. on first base. 
Oh, like, I didn't realize that. Oh. Doesn't even play the position. Yeah, I oh. mean, I get. I just got over saying that I get excited for the beginning of baseball. Um, and you know, listen, I thought we were done with this. I thought we were done with fans being racist in the stands. Now, Chris, uh, you remember how we we talked about uh, fan reaction videos? A couple yes. like months ago, yep. uh, and there's those guys, the Frankenstein Lab guys. I think they're from Houston. They watch like Bill Burr videos. And they laugh yes. and stuff. They yes. watched one, and I forget what the topic of the video was. But Bill Burr was talking about the malice in the palace, <laughs> <laughs> and he said it was the greatest thing to watch an outer, like an otherworldly athlete like Ron Artest. You know, a giant man, just. For these fans that are just hecklers, like, screw you, throwing sodas at him, for him to stand up and just prove that he is from a different planet. <laughs> he is a different type of alien. And I thought Ron Artest hitting that dude up in the stands and then accidentally hitting the other dude down on the floor, I thought we'd be done with this. You know what I mean? I thought that, like, you know, it's a, a messed up thing that happened, the Ron Artest thing, but... uh. I don't know. The Bill Burr's point was it was kind of great. <laughs> it kind of shut all these people that are up in the stands. Boo, you guys stuck. You missed the shot. Man, why don't you get on the floor with Ron Artest and see if you can guard him? Right. Whatever. Or at a world piece. But, you know, Chris, it is awful in 2021. Chris, this is an interesting story for. I don't know about you, Chris. I wasn't going to bring this up, but this week has just been filled with even more like racist cop stories. <laughs> oh, it's been awful. It's, it's been, been awful. Been. I didn't really sleep well last night. I was telling people because uh, I listen to the news when I go to sleep and uh, it was filled with all these cops pulling uh, black men over and then shooting them accidentally or uh, homicidally. And it was just wicked awful again. And here we are mm -hmm. again. And then this story hits today on my news feed and I'm like, what? The hell is going on? Like, I mean, Michigan and or Minnesota and uh, Ohio, pretty far apart, but kind of, I don't know, that part of the country. Chris, Chris, <laughs> is it wrong for me to call out that part of the country with these stories? I don't know. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. It's it's and, you know. I, 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 let me put it this way. I've been looking at real estate in New Zealand. I've been looking at real estate in New Zealand like. Get me the F out of this country. You know, there, there's moments where I feel that way. And yeah. like send me to the country that that successfully, you know, handled the pandemic. You know, I, I have to this day met not met a single like non-cool New Zealander. Oh, me like, either. Me either. Because <laughs> I went to summer camp with a ton of them. They're great. Yeah. So anyway, um, no, it's it it's awful. Like, and what I've tried to do, and, and I try not to join either side automatically upon hearing like just seeing the headline and saying oh my god it must have been this or that i try to right. to pause right. wait see what i can see and 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 in some cases not even say anything like you know make a judgment call it's like i when i look at the the tape of what happened with this young man recently in, in minnesota it's awful it's terrible it's the fact that you hear the cops say oh crap i shot him like yeah i know oh uh. And and this defense... and then the other one, the other one, the Virginia one, where the guy was in his army fatigues, <laughs> and he got that is straight in the face. Like what? I don't. Even, that's like <laughs> it. It is. It is beyond um, incomprehensible about how police in this country are trained. And and again, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and 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 some people are going to say, well, not every cop is is a racist jerk and blah 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 right okay fine but there is a problem with the way that police have been trained like if if the person if the police officer's first instinct is to pull out pepper spray and to pepper spray a u.s military officer a lieutenant a lieutenant, a lieutenant <laughs> who is sitting in his car with his hands out the window and your first instinct is to grab your pepper spray. It's Same so thing with the bizarre. woman. Same thing with the woman in Minnesota. Like the guy, yes, he was jumping back in his car, so you have no idea what um, he might be grabbing. But why is your hand 
like your hand is on your like pistol before yeah exactly like you are yeah. you are walking up to that car ready to rock and roll if this guy makes a sudden movement left or right why not did you like and and someone pointed out on twitter um a very you know key piece of evidence or, or whatnot about how a police officer's belt is constructed and the oh, taser thing yeah it's just yeah the taser is is located on your non-dominant hand side your pistol is on your dominant side so the fact that she pulls it out and shot him with her left or right hand whichever dominant shows that she knew exactly what was in her hand when she pulled the trigger so well you know all right all right listen okay and i bring this up thank you chris i agree with everything you just said I, I, a thousand percent of course but i bring this up because there are people in this country and i try to give them the benefit of the doubt these midwest people <laughs> ohio over kind of people mm. um and they're like well keep you know keep your politics out of my sports and you know you shouldn't be kneeling during the flag yada 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 all this stuff right okay all right buddy all right and here we are baseball <laughs> america's game and you got to do some racist shit so you know you brought racism and politics into a game where you should just be zoning out for three and four hours. You got the Weber grill rocking. You should just be on your back patio. And the, uh, this guy, now I didn't even know that this guy made a, a wrong move at a position. He doesn't even play. You mm -hmm. should be wailing on the coach. You should be on, wailing on Frank. Where'd you have a shortstop at first base? What are Tito, you doing? Tito, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Tito, what the hell are you doing? First, the beer and chicken wings, and now you got this guy on first. I'm, you know, I'm celebrating that tweet at this guy. You know what I mean? I'm not yelling at the right. player. I'm, this is a bad coaching decision. No, you had to go right to race, which means, yeah. one, this guy isn't a true baseball fan. You know what I mean? He's no. never played before. His kids don't play. He's a pussy. Right. <laughs> Giant right. pussy. And and he's just like saw that randomly this Asian person was playing on a team in the Midwest. Oh, here's my opportunity to say yep. some racist shit and get retweeted. And it's so shitty, Chris. It's just so it really shitty is. that we live in. Like, how can you corrupt America's like even after hearing all those awful stories last night, like all night, I really didn't sleep because I listened to the news and all of them were just replays of the audio. It was like intense. And I don't know if you can hear, but the cops are in the background, right? There's a siren in the background. Uh, <laughs> so they right heard, now. They heard what you were saying. And I'm yeah, like, I know. Like, They're on their way. Can't, can't have that kind of chatter. Yeah. <laughs> Record this right now. Uh, but, um, you know, even after that, I came home. I watched the end of the Sox game and I was like, cool. You know, some things remain constant. Some things is just me things. And then just people, you know, people just have to ruin them, Chris. What were yeah. your thoughts on that? Well, I, again, the first two thoughts that I had were that those are, those are absolutely awful things to say. And there are people on this planet and I try not to beat up and on people that obviously have mental health issues and that lash out because of them. Because I know I've known no, people like that, Chris. But Chris, but, but Chris, hear me out, Chris. But, wait, I'm, I'm going to stop you on that one. I'm going to stop you on that one. Don't give people like that an excuse. Listen, that's I true. Work in the mental that's health true. field, I listen. And some people have always said this, like when the Capitol thing happened, they're like, "Oh, this is a face of mental health." Don't do that because I work in the mental health field. I have a hundred people in my service that I, I, and not one of those guys were the assholes that stormed the Capitol or tweeted at the Indians. They're nice people. Yeah. that have mental right. health stuff and they're working at it. So don't give those dick holes an excuse. That's true. You're <laughs> you right. You know what I mean, Chris? Don't True's say that, days. man, because listen, you can, you can come to my work someday and see what I do. And you'd be like, Oh, this place is freaking sweet. You're doing Tai Chi and shit and like creative writing and be like, and theater. Oh dude, you could co-teach my creative like, theater class. It'd be awesome. And you'll be like, my God, Ben, they pay you to do this. I'd be like, yeah, bro. And like, don't, don't do that, man. Because yeah, you're right. these people are, it's intentional, it's pointed, it wants, I mean, I don't even like talking about it, but we need to talk about it because to stop these people out to, to expose them for what they are. They're trying, they're just attention grabbing, gaslighting a-holes. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. You're exactly sorry, right. Sorry. Sorry. I, I had to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're fine. And so again, I think these are just hateful people and that again, they're hateful because of their racist and they're stupid mm -hmm. because they're getting this worked up about baseball in April. Um, it's just, it's just, it's stupid all around. I hope 
because of you know he he put up their their actual handles which by the way i think everybody should do this from now on if if yeah, someone i love that if someone comes at you in in a in any way whether it, whether it is you know threatening racist or you know there you know there shouldn't be a scale of mild to, to spicy when it comes to you know how terrible people can be to you online if someone is being terrible to you and you perceive it as being terrible you know uh, share it Right. Share it and say, my God, this person, John Smith, said the worst things you've ever heard, you know, messaged him, you know, to me. Um, there's no off the record request granted in this situation. Like, no, it, it's absolutely not, you know, dox them. So uh, I hope they all yeah. lose their jobs. And yeah. um, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Let's move on. You know what? Let's and, and, and you know what? And listen, Chris, we've we've been on the pod for a while. I say some spicy stuff sometimes. Right. But and then I'll be like, hey, can you listen to this part? Can you go back? Maybe it wasn't that funny. But listen, if Zack Snyder wants to contact me and be like, oh, yeah, talking shit about me, I'd be like, yeah, give me 70 mil. I'll show you what I can do. <laughs> OK, mm, guy, mm -hmm. I stand by all my statements. It's not like I'm just flying off the cuff and like, oh, I said that one day. No, dude, I'm not that person. I remember everything. Now, Chris, back to the point. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up Zack Snyder one more time. Please. Back to the point, though. Back to the serious point. What a time. I, I know I brought up the um, African-Americans getting pulled over by police and getting killed by police. But not too long ago, two weeks ago, we just had a mass shooting with m lots of Asian people, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then this racist tweet hits three weeks ago. So pointy, so awful. I just feel like. People use social media. One, there's a couple points here. One, you know, like I said, people use it to get attention. They're just a-holes, and they're just like, oh, see what I did? Like, you know, and that's nine times out of ten, it's that. It's just some guy that's just, like, watching a spin. But then one out of ten, it's a white supremacist group furthering yeah. their point. Mm -hmm. Oh, you see this? What's next? I can't tweet about baseball. You see these Asians and their cancer culture. Like, I, I swear that's coming around the corner. Chris, do you feel that same way too? Yeah. 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 I do. Oh, it fires I you do. up, doesn't it? I, it I know really I does. love firing you up. <laughs> <laughs> Again, folks, just to set the record straight, Asian Americans living in this country had nothing to do with the COVID-19 coming to this country. It is not our fault. It's never been our fault. Fault, and in fact, when people say that um, you know, God love them, but President Biden said that you know, racism isn't uh, anti-Asian racism uh, is not it's not American. Let's be honest; it's as American as apple pie. If you look at the history, yep, there there were actually acts of Congress to bar Asians from certain rights. It was the Chinese Exclusion Act, the Japanese internment. Like the list goes on and on about how bad. Asians have been treated in, in the country that, by the way, exclusively recruited them to come to this country and to build, work, build the country like we built your fucking railroads. And you because you want because you wanted us to come. You boated us over here. You said, get on this boat. Come have a job to build this railroad. And we did. Um, and then you, yeah. by the way, and, and a part of that exclusion act meant that no chefs could come over from China, by the way. I don't know if you knew this, Ben. So they actually banned chefs, Chinese chefs from coming. So we couldn't even eat our food that we what? wanted to. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They, they banned certain occupations from coming into the country because of that. So it's, um again, it's just like, folks, I don't get it. It's stupid. It's, um, it's awful. Stop with the Asian hate and, you know, Let's get on with life, you know? You know well, I'm there's saying? a, and there's a reason. And, and I, I think it was like a couple of years ago, Chris, maybe like five, six years ago, there was, I think it was a 60 minutes about how there are no black people in baseball anymore. <laughs> like mm -hmm. yep. zero, yep. like, like the percentage of like just African American black people, like not from other countries, like not, you know, just black people from America are not playing baseball. Kids aren't playing parents aren't teaching their kids it's a white ass sport besides like you know hispanic countries and white people that's the whole kit and caboodle 
-hmm. And there's a reason for that because I, I don't know. Like, you know, I think the MLB banning the all-star game. And that's a story we should need to talk about the, uh, you know, moving the all-star game from Georgia because of the voting rights is a step in the right direction. But imagine, imagine if the same thing happened while the NBA's all-star game was going to happen in Atlanta. Uh, There'd be mass protests. There'd be jerseys on every player. There would be, you know, statements from LeBron James. There are statements from LeBron James and their all-star game isn't in there. And so they're moving in the right direction, but there's a reason why, no black people play baseball. And it's because of old timey racism from like a, a bygone era that this commissioner and this MLB haven't done dick to help where other mm-hmm. sports are kind of waking up and going, Oh shit. Yeah. Like we need, we can use our voices to stand up and King James can get on the platform and say some stuff and we'll all get on board and we'll all be in the bubble together and, and form like, you know, some sort of like ideals that we stand for. But MLB is a hot mess when it comes to this. And I think three weeks after a mass shooting of Asian people in Georgia, this statement comes out and I haven't really heard, I know Chris, this just happened, but I haven't really heard anything from the commissioner or MLB. Like if this was NBA, it'd be instantaneous. Like it would be instantaneous. They would be up in a press conference that day. So I don't know, Chris, it's awful what happened, but I'm glad that you brought that story up because it needs to be talked about and it needs to be spoken about in the sport that we love. And I don't know, like, it's just, it's so messed up. And like, I just feel like that that sport is still archaic. You know, speaking of the Red Sox, the most racist team in past years, I just, they need to catch up to 2021. Indeed. Indeed. Good. Well put, my man. Well put. All right. Let's move on. What else you got, my friend? Woo. All right. That was heavy. (laughs) But let's talk about something else that's heavy, Chris. Chris? Mm. Are you caught up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I am. And I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Okay. Let's put up a big spoiler alert on this one. Yes. Big spoiler alert. So we're on episode four. Uh, Katie By and way, I. How does, how does it yeah. feel to be in? How does it feel to be in like starring in the show, my man? <laughs> <laughs> like I, like I texted you and Lynette. I was like, it feels so great to be a shitty version of a shitty version of Captain America. By the way, Ben Ben strikes a very somewhat resemblance to uh, Wyatt Russell. Who? (laughs) Pass me. Is is it it. Cap? Uh, Okay, Mm, I can kind of see it. You know, I I mean, that's your Halloween costume this year. So there you go. I'm going to be shitty Thor. I'll be shitty Thor. I'll be just be like, oh, hey Jane, you want to come with me? No, I don't. (laughs) You look like Shrek more than Thor. But anyway, <laughs> um, I love it. so Chris, I want to talk about this. So can we just bring this out? I don't think we've talked about the show yet. We're on episode no. four, uh, Falcon mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. Um, definitely more of a straight narrative than WandaVision. Definitely more action friendly, little talking here and there. Great villains. If you can call them villains, I'm kind of rooting for them. Uh, right? Great backstory. They brought Baron Zemo back from Civil War. They have so many things going on in this show. And... Chris, can you maybe you could do this better than me? Break down the end of episode four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your reaction? How about that? What was your reaction to episode four at the end? So maybe, maybe, you know, it's if you can visualize it, um, like the not bad face, like mm, not bad, through like episodes one through three. Like I'm like, okay, it's yeah. good. Yeah. It's not great, but it's yeah. good. It's um, like the eighteen. I got an eighteen vibe. Yeah. I was like, ah. Right, yeah, it's a little fun. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining. I'm, I'm, but uh, you know, there, there wasn't that moment where it like, where it takes a turn, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, "Oh my god!" So, episode four comes, and again, going through the episode, really good. And then, like the last ten minutes of that episode, mm-hmm. they turn it to eleven, and the 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 last shot that you see of the bloody shield. Is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, the way they ever, filmed it, right? Ever, right? Ever. The angle that they filmed it at, what precedes it, mm. and like you know, in case you know the guy, you know, John Walker just lost his partner, 
and he's already taken that 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 serum, which, you know, you know, who knows what it does to you mentally, but like he loses it, and I I I think he either bludgeons this guy to death or chops off his head with a shield. I I we can't we can't tell. We don't see it. I mean, they we still kept it. to Disney in that one, but I mean, he's dead. That guy's right. He's dead. dead. He's super dead. Um, and and you've got this crowd around. That is just fil- obviously because it's 2021. They pull out their phones and they're just like filming the guy. And but the look on the woman who's her face, yeah, like she even is like, oh my god, like this, like shit just got real. And like, never mind the fact that she also killed like a whole bunch of people in the previous episode, but like, you know, like this, like that was such this- an interesting choice, wasn't it? When all the bad guys stopped and then they stopped fighting. Like the mm-hmm. like uh, you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier stop fighting. They all turn because a Norm, a non super person, just totally got owned and killed or paralyzed or whatever. I think he's super dead. Uh, and everyone stopped and was like, "Oh, it was yeah, it was such an a, a great choice in the show." And something I don't know, Chris. Chris, it was just what were your what was your, what was your feelings during that? <laughs> It was uh, well. For, I had a I, when they when they got when they kidnapped him and you saw him like you know tied up and I said to myself something. I feel like something bad is going to happen to this guy. And I didn't think he was going to get killed, especially yeah. especially by the way in the way that he did, which is brutal. By the way, brutal. like getting punched in the chest by a super guy, super gal, and into a pillar. Like could like you know there's probably worse ways to go. But I you know that's painful. Um, like it it just it just cha- it changes the whole scope of the series it really does and it's something that i've talked about that was great yeah I, it's something that i talked about um as far as phase 3 to phase 4 is we need to do something different right we've had a lot of people mm-hmm. fighting on roofs for 10 years right <laughs> like good guys over here bad guys over here we're going to fight on this roof and then jump over this roof and fight on this roof jump over this roof like it's cool looking, but at a certain point, we're going to need to talk or figure out why we're doing what we're doing. And that moment when everyone stopped fighting and kind of looked at each other, like it was almost like fourth wall stuff. It was almost like the actors looked at each other. <laughs> it was so crazy. I was like, what just happened? They were like, what just happened? They let the bad guys run away. Like, oh, my God. Like Bucky and Falcon went over, went after the main bad guy. But then also they were wondering what what to do. And they were like, oh, let's go follow her. And then the bad captain just went nuts. Um, Chris, I, I don't know. So, Chris, all right, am I taking this a little too far? Do you think all the people watching a soldier bludgeon someone to death and filming it with their phones, do you think that's a commentary on something that we've been talking about this whole episode? Am I taking that too far? Am I going a little a little crazy on that? No, I don't think you are. Here's this guy that's an authority figure that's been hired by the government and who gets out of control with his power and literally bludgeons someone to death and everyone films it. I think we're going to some George Floyd commentary next episode. Mm. Mm. I know these okay. guys. I know these guys. And these guys plan this this whole time. It's not like they knew that, you know, Captain America, shitty Captain America was going to do this. They knew that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Chris. That what do you? Am I totally crazy on that one? No, no. I, I mean, it, again, I have no idea. Like this is this is why. Again, this is why the Marvel universe is the most perfectly constructed storytelling I've ever seen in my lifetime. Period. Like. There's no, there's never been a franchise or a connected universe that has done it better than Marvel. They think of everything. They're thinking ten steps ahead. Like this guy's death, I guarantee you, the consequences, this ripple effect will be profound in a way. Like what happens in this show is going to impact other properties in a way that, you know, I just can't wait to see. And so, it's just, it's awesome. And as a fan. As someone, you know, you and I who are just fans of just good shit, like to be able to just sit back and have a hundred percent trust in the people that are making these stuff 
it's a good feeling. Like I, I don't question anything. Like I'm just like, it's no. Like, I feel no, like I'm, I'm just a, getting I'm on a bed and saying, yeah. "Marvel, have your way with me." Like that's Yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'm like, like a, well, I wasn't gonna go that far. I was gonna say I'm a baby <laughs> in their arms, but okay, whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Get down. I mean, I mean, they're all very sexy people, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, Chris, you totally distracted me with that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's where we're going. And I, Chris, you're you're right. I mean, we just had a whole pod on the Zack Snyder cut, which is cool. It looks cooler, but it doesn't mean anything. Right. It's not like we're talking about this. And I might be pulling a little reach with the police brutality kind of take that i have but not that much i don't think i'm going that far out on a limb and all those people filming him kill that dude Mm -hmm. this person that's been hired by the government a government official just kill someone in the streets and there's a reason why there's a reason why it didn't happen on a rooftop rooftop surrounded by bad guys and good guys there's a reason why it happened in the city street surrounded by people filming him I, i think that was extremely intentional like and like right when you said that all I can picture were those people with their phones filming this. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's very intentional filmmaking. I think they know where they're going with this. And Chris, so I think with, with Conda and Ultron, we still saved everyone. You know, I, I, you know, I know Wanda's brother died, but like Pietro died, but we pretty much saved all the civilians as, you know, as, uh, <laughs> As Mr. White says in uh, Reservoir Dogs, did you kill any real people? No, just cops, right? All the civilians lived. So there was no real stakes there. We saved everyone. Yes, a whole country got decimated as it fell to earth, but all the civilians lived. And in WandaVision, she w- it was really messed up. She hypnotized people and people couldn't see their families for two months or how long they were in her like kind of control. That was messed up, but in this game of like can mouse with superheroes versus supervillains, finally someone just got owned. Lamar, that was his name. He just got brutally murdered on screen. And then another kind of a kind of supervillain, but like call him a revolutionary slash terrorist. Uh, the main villains like buddy just got bludgeoned in front of everyone with their phones. Chris, I think we've gone to a different thing. I think we're going to go past the Wakanda Accords and we're gonna go to more government restrictions. I don't know where we're going, uh, Chris. I'm with you. I'm I'm in their hands. Wherever they want to take us, dude. Yeah, totally, totally. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. So uh, for my second, uh, my second uh, story, I guess. Um, right. My number two. Yeah. Okay. Number two, All baby. Right. Got mixed up there because. <laughs> um, dude, we so always do this. We blend in with each other. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. So uh, going to uh, kind of a different sport, if you will, uh, it was WrestleMania last weekend. And oh, this yeah. was the this was the first WrestleMania uh, since the pandemic where they allowed fans back in the building. And uh, I will say this. It was in Florida. So I had. <laughs> low expectations for how many people would, would adhere to certain mandates because it's Florida. Uh, but uh, I also don't know how many people they they let in the building, but it was definitely in the thousands range. Um, I have to say, though, I was pleasantly surprised to see that a lot of the people were wearing masks, probably like 90% of the audience that I All saw right. in camera shots were wearing masks. Okay. Uh, Throwing them a bone. No, All right. no social distancing whatsoever. Like people were, you know, oh, sitting yeah. each, but yeah. you know, what do you do? Well, well, I, I think one of my coworkers is saying uh, the most socially distant you could be was actually being in the ring. <laughs> 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 you just had to worry about one or two guys. That's it. <laughs> like, like they had actually like like fake stand-ins, like those cardboard cutouts of people in like various sections all over the stadium. Like, why not just put real people there? Like. I don't know. Like, point, just yeah. put space them out, space them out. Uh, anyway, but it was nice. It was kind of like, whoa! It's like you're watching performers perform in front of a crowd in the United States for the first time in over a year. And as a theater person, 
I kept thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like how, how jealous am I that I'm not a professional wrestler right now? And you could see it throughout the entire broadcast, like how amped these guys were, these guys and gals were to perform in front of people again, because wrestling, just like theater, you need this, the audience. Like the audience is integral to the the performance. And um, it was it was almost kind of, you know, I almost I almost got a little choked up, like watching people like, you know, cheering on uh, wrestlers and then, you know, uh, going back. So it was, it, it reminded me that uh, how important the audience is, but at the same time, being patient, like we are, I, we are turning a corner in this whole thing. And I feel like if, if certain sports and teams and things like this um, rush to get people back in the door, uh, it's, it's going to lead to bad things, even though the vaccine is being, Distributed widely. I've I've already got my first shot of the Moderna sweet sauce, right. uh, but I feel like you know that it, it's not going to prevent people from getting COVID. And I think I you know again I just hope that that people sl- just be patient. Things will get back to normal. Theater apparently is coming back. You know in the fall, like we're going to be fine. But it was it was nice to see um, audiences like live audiences back. Um, in some shape or another, Ben. I just want your th- kind of thoughts on, on, on basically crowds coming back into spaces. What do you What do you think about all this? Like I'm all right. A couple things. I'm ready for this summer to do like, uh, like in Connecticut, you got the meadows with lawn seats. Up here, we have like the um, the amphitheater or the Tanglewood. You know, what I mean, I'm ready for that. It's outdoors. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll do like the big squares where they spray paint squares, and that's your kind of area for your group or something. I'm ready for that. I, I I'm totally ready for that. Right. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about shoulder to shoulder. I've been to Fenway park. I'm a big guy. Right. And me and my friend, Greg, last time we went there, um, the last aisle under the mezzanine is the big man seats, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's big man slash handicapped people seats. It's like double the size. And you paid, I paid a, like 50 more bucks per ticket. I'm like, dude, we're big dudes. We're going to, I want some big seats. So uh, I'm ready for that, but not for the Fenway Park shoulder to shoulder, uncomfortable. Your elbows are touching someone else's elbows. I'm not ready for that, Chris. I'm Mm -hmm. really not. I would just be so distracted. I wouldn't watch the game. The second the dude coughed a Cracker Jack on my face, I'd be like, I'm dying. (laughs) Here's my last (laughs) will and testament. I gave all my records to someone. Here it is. (laughs) Like, Can you imagine if we go back to a Broadway theater or a movie theater in like August, and you're the first person to cough. <laughs> like, oh. Just, just by choking. You're like, let's say, like you know, water went down the wrong pipe, and you just start coughing, like a coughing vent, because you're choking on water. Like the amount of people in that theater that are going to be staring at you, being like, "Oh my God, he's got it!" <laughs> like we got, we got to go. Listen, Chris. All right, listen. I played basketball, baseball when I was in high school. You're sweating on everyone, right? You're greasing right. up. I got my hairy chest. It's all greasy and sweaty against someone else, but nothing compares to the amount of spitting that happens on the stage. Right? Oh my God. We spit. Right. We spit when we sing, we spit when we enunciate and we're just, <laughs> and we're just spitting like, and like, I remember like, you know, Joe in, in college was just like, yeah, you just got to spit. It's the only way you can do it. And like my face has been spit on so many times. It's covered in spit. <laughs> it looked like, when the alien, when the other mouth of the alien comes out and all the goo comes out, that's my face. It's just terrible. And like, but you got to do it. It's just part of the job. It's just like sweating on someone when they're posting you up in the paint in a basketball game. It's part of the theater game. And so when an, I, I don't know, like if you're on Broadway, never mind the audience. Imagine being on the stage and, you know, uh, I am Alexander Hamilton. Like, I mean, there's so much spit coming out of Lin-Manuel's mouth. I mean, how are you not going to be distracted? I mean, I don't know. I'm with <laughs> fall. you, man. Maybe I'm fall. With you. I mean, I mean, fall. We're we're getting the vaccines out. Maybe we're fall will there. be ready. We're getting there. Just yeah. yeah, just just be patient, folks. Don't ruin it for us. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Especially you, Midwest. Like I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm sorry to, to. We're calling you out again. I'm sorry to be calling you out, but Jesus Christ, Texas! Like thirty-eight thousand people on crowded stadium to watch the Rangers play. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, Rangers, the, Rangers. Yeah, the first time that yeah 38,000 people watched the Rangers in like 20 years like combined <laughs> the last 20 years here's a true fact Ben <clears throat> I've met fans of virtually every baseball team 
in 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 existence. I have never met a Rangers fan. Never. <laughs> if you're a Rangers fan, uh, please respond to this. Please comment in our in our social media postings, and and tell me why <clears throat> you're a Rangers fan. <laughs> Maybe because you just because you, you grew up in Arlington and that's just what you did. But like, all right, listen, listen. I've listened to a Rangers game because I've watched the Rangers game because I had uh, uh, what's his name, Susan Chu? Is that his name? I think he's an outfielder, DH mm-hmm. on the Rangers. I had him on my fantasy team. That's it. I watched that's like it. a couple games a couple years ago. Guy was a beast. He was like thirty eight, started hitting again. And I I picked him off of waivers. That's the only time I've I watched a Rangers game. I haven't had a, a Rangers player on my fantasy team since the last days of Juan Gonzalez. So <laughs> until you know the day that Juan Gonzalez decided to stop taking steroids, I uh, <laughs> you gave up. that was it. I gave up. <laughs> Texas Rangers. I swear to God, like fine, like there are baseball teams that I feel in, that are in this this league that are useless. They're useless. Like they could, they could vanish tomorrow, and their fans wouldn't what else, care. What else Anybody? You got? What do you got? What else you got? Who do you else you got? Are you on my list? Come on. What are you on my list? Come on. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, so, okay, I'll just, I'll just go down the line. Baltimore Orioles. Who cares? Who cares? I'm never going to be relevant. No, that window's closed. I mean, Cal Ripken. <laughs> I mean, they never won with Cal Ripken. The guy. They never, never, won, with Cal. They never won with Cal. <laughs> I want to say I have good work ethic. I don't call in a lot, but Cal Ripken never called in for like 27 years or something like that. Right. So no, nobody cares. No, nobody cares about the Baltimore Orioles. Washington Nationals, no one cares. You guys, no one you, cares. Know, you, can, you can leave town tomorrow, no one cares. No. Period. Padres? <laughs> Padres. Padres. Well, they're, Padres all of a sudden have got? deep pockets. I have no all idea. Right. Like, where are they getting this money? I don't know. Is it a money money laundering thing? Is it like Breaking Bad? Like, it's like Walter White bought the team or Or, uh, I mean, it's San Diego. It's nice. I mean, they got nothing else going uh, for them. Is it the Los Poyos Hermanos? (laughs) Hermanos. (laughs) Padres. Oh, the Padres. Arizona Diamondbacks. What's the point? What's the point? Tampa Bay Rays. What's the point of your team? Yeah. Like yeah. the like the Arizona Diamondbacks could literally pack up and move to Las Vegas, and no one would care. No one I'd would care. care. About Vegas. I care about Vegas baseball team. That'd be dope to see a, a baseball. That team That would be in Vegas. amazing. I can't wait. Like I can't the, wait for the Raiders. I can't wait to go to see a hockey game in Vegas. That'd be great. Oh, it's it's wild. And by the it's way, hot out. It's 110. You go see a hockey game. Awesome. Go see a hockey game. And by the way, that that town loves their hockey team. Like I've been in Vegas mm-hmm. when the the night the Golden Knights play. It is a hockey. T- it's weird, but it's a hockey town. Um, so there again, they're just like there are baseball teams that just don't matter anymore. And the <laughs> Texas Rangers are at the top of my list because nobody cares. Um, it just they're the dumbest team in the league. <laughs> like there's a bet like. You know how like you got the Yankees and the Mets, like you know, obviously the Yankees are like the, yeah. the good team in Subway, the Subway like, series, right, right, right. Subway series, exactly. Like you got Houston. Like Houston Astros are, you know, even though they cheated, legitimately oh, like a good great franchise. Players. Yeah, great players. Great yeah. players. Like, find me the last great Texas Ranger. I do they even have a, a hall of, <laughs> Do they even have a Hall of Famer? Maybe one? Did Nolan Ryan go in as a Ranger or did he go in as an Astro? Uh, or did he go in as a man? Ended it as a ranger. I don't. I don't. I, I think he might have I, ended. I, I don't. I don't. I'd have to look. I don't think they have a single Hall of Famer on their team. Well, so wait, wait. Did A. Rod start as a ranger? He did. No, no. Yeah, oh, he no, no, no. He started. He started in Seattle, and then he went to the Rangers. Yeah. He took that big contract, which, by the way, the Rangers were stupid enough to pay him that because then it held up all their salary cap, and they couldn't afford to get any other good players. And they they stunk. His entire tenure at in Texas was awful. So so let's let's bring it back. So uh, the reason why the Rangers are useless is because of A Rod. Let's just <laughs> and the fact that A Rod's about to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves is just amazing. Oh my like, god! Oh good my god. luck. Good like that's the team you want to buy. Your A Rod and you buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. Good lord. Anyway. A lot of baseball in the pod tonight. I a lot of it. baseball in the pod. It's April. <laughs> this is what happens when you get 
<laughs> I want to go back to like two years ago and it's just like us yelling about the Rangers. <laughs> I have, I don't think I think this is the most, I, the most or the the any time that the Texas Rangers are brought up on any podcast ever. Do you think there's right, a there's, Texas Rangers podcast somewhere that I can? No, there's no way. No, I'm sure there's sports talk radio in Arlington. Like they don't even cover. The Rangers, like the rain. Right. If you think about the Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area, like the Rangers have to be somewhere like below, like the professional lacrosse team. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. like you're you've below got the... every high school's football program. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Even better. Yeah, they're below, Even like like Rangers. I don't care. And like, oh, what are you doing with that for sale sign? I'm gonna go put it on Billy Bob Fortin's front lawn because they lost last Friday. <laughs> it's like Friday right. night lights down there. That's all they care about. You've got it's a it's a Dallas Cowboys town, like the Mavericks. Every now and then, are you know they they get some some front page love. Dallas Stars eh, only if they're good, but then you're right. It's high school football and and college football. It's a yeah, you know Texas oh, oh, University U, of Texas, yeah, right, right, right. all that stuff. Yeah, but it, yeah, no one that's cares. That's what it's all about down there. No one cares. And the only reason that 38,000 people went to a Texas Rangers game is because you can't tell me to wear a mask. I'm going right. to go to anything I want. Like, it's just so it could have been like a hockey game in Texas. And they'd be like, yeah, let's go to the hockey game. <laughs> so stupid. Very stupid. Anyway, um, good, stuff. good stuff. What do you got, my man, for your number three? All right. Uh, I had a couple picks, but I'm going to go with. Um, I know, like we, I went to Nobody in the Theaters, my first movie in a while, uh, a couple weeks ago. It was great. Um, we went to The Unholy with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That was a Ooh. great, fun horror movie. Okay. Uh, not the best horror movie, but it's just like a classic horror movie. But the reason why I know not everyone in this country and other countries can go to the movies yet, so I want to remind everyone who's bringing the heat, who's bringing the thunder in the entertainment industry. Netflix, Netflix is the king of true crime documentaries. Mm, now, okay. It just doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop. The second you think you know every serial killer, every kind of like weird crime, every kind of like weird sociopath that did some messed up stuff, Netflix digs some old footage out of the 80s and you're just met with this barrage of information that you didn't need in your head and now it's in the back. And the mm. show that I'm talking about is uh, Murder Among the Mormons. That's a new one Ooh. that just came out. It's only three episodes, kids. So I'm talking about you can bang this out in one night. I did this last night from nine. Uh, what from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. I bang this thing out. It is fascinating. I never heard about this crime. It is totally messed up. And let me tell you, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the bad guy in the show is probably one of the most sociopathic people I've ever seen. Even after he is caught, he gloats about what he did and doesn't understand why people are so upset. He is super Hannibal Lecter in his ways of the meticulousness and everything. Chris murder amongst the Mormons, high recommendation Then you get like the little kind of religious kind of aspect of it. Phenomenal. Netflix show. They just keep banging out the hits, dude. Yeah, I can't get enough. Chris, I, I can't get enough true crime. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know what's funny? I, I don't I don't get into it as much as other people do. It's gotta be good. Like, you know, I'm, I'll watch this because you, you recommended it. But no, like yeah, if yeah. I if I start like a like a murder porn documentary and yeah. like five seconds in, it's I can just tell the quality is not gonna be great. Like I I, I flip it off. So it's got to be good. It's like I need a good crime. I need a, a well-produced documentary. And if all that comes together, then you've got you've got me hooked for the next like three hours. Like, yeah, let's go. So. This was good. This was good because it wasn't like I'm not I'm not committing you to like nine hours or two seasons of eight hours or something crazy. It's about I think one episode. Each episode's like 45 minutes, three episodes. You know everything mm-hmm. about this. It's like a it's like a big old like. Uh, cold case files or something like that. It's it's a it's a big old episode of that. Phenomenal. It made me think like, my God, we gotta make this a drama. We gotta make this something. And I was just thinking about casting this guy. So next time we're on the pod, Chris, I want you to watch this and we're gonna talk about casting possibilities with this. 
uh, because okay. the main guy is so interesting. I'm not going to spoil who he is or whatever. Just and I, I encourage everyone: don't watch the trailer, don't do anything. Just go ahead and watch it, and you will just be thrilled. True crime on Netflix. You know what I mean? And, and Chris, remember when we did our best of last year, and we talked about like what were the best movies, what are the best shows? I mean, freaking Tiger King. You can't, you still can't beat that thing. True crime is just, the, I mean, that's the true crime show, and it's just phenomenal. So they're still banging out the hits. I just want everyone to know that. And and like I think if Netflix just becomes, you know, the new A and E true crime like Cold Case Files network, I'm fine. I'm still gonna like you know subscribe to their shit. So there you go, Chris. Love it. Love it. Uh, for my final one, um, real quick, same thing. I, I I watched something the other day. Highly recommend it. It's on uh, Apple TV. Now, not a lot of people might not have Apple TV, but um, you should definitely get it if you can uh, because they've got some good stuff on there. And the show I'm going to talk to you about real quick is Ted Lasso. Ben, have you seen Ted Lasso yet? Of course I have, sir. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) So here's the deal, folks. Yes, yeah. I am someone that uh, likes to, be, you know, walking in. I don't like. Sometimes I don't like pleasant surprises uh, when it comes to TV. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you lull me into thinking that this is going to be average, and then like you decide to, you know, turn it to eleven on me. Um, Ted Lasso is that type of show. It is incredible. It's it's. I tried to find something wrong with it, and I can't. It's if you're an athlete, if you've ever played sports, if you appreciate, if you've ever done anything collaboratively, collaboratively on a team, doesn't even matter if it's athletic, athletics, you will appreciate this show. Um, it is incredible. The writing is incredible. The messaging is incredible. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get. And when I say messaging, it's not political. It's positive. No. It's it's yeah. po- it's positive writing. And you're watching characters um, go through situations that we all go through and come out with, you know, positive outcomes. It's it's awesome to watch. And the fact that this came from a commercial like this, the origins of this what? character was an wait, NBC. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, Did you wait, not know this? I don't know, and I don't know anything about the origins. Go ahead. Oh uh, my god! Break this down. What, are you? Kidding oh my me? god! I thought it was just like a made-up story. Like I just thought it was just made up. Ben. You're gonna you're in for a pleasant surprise. What, all right, what do we got here? Wait, so you, look you got a YouTube. You got a YouTube later on after the soon we go. Uh, YouTube, you know Ted Lasso commercials because back I think it was like three or four years ago, NBC Sports when it was either the World Cup was going on or some or the Olympics or something like something soccer related was going on, and NBC Sports hired Jason Sudeikis to do this like football coach. Who got hired by a soccer team, and all it was was press conferences. And it was a comedy. Oh my day. god! It's seven years ago. Seven. Thank you. Seven years ago. It was a while uh, ago. And what? The, it it was it it was pure comedy because he's 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 a Southern football coach or a Midwestern football coach, coaching Midwest, like you know, Oklahoma soccer. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it and it was the, the commercials are great, by the way. Get a chance when you get a chance to watch those commercials. Oh, I'm gonna watch them right when we get off the air. Oh my god, are you but kidding me? But a, a couple years after that, um, true story, his then wife Olivia Wilde said to the to Ted uh, to Jason Sedeckis and his writing partner, you guys should think about really making that a series. And they did, and now it's one of the highest like accoladed shows oh. on television. Oh my god. I've heard I've heard accolades from hypercritical people to just casual TV watchers that it's the, it's one of the greatest shows. It's definitely one of the greatest shows of last year. It's oh, yeah. definitely top five. Yeah. It's out of control. And the genius of the writing, and I, I just want to point this out. Cause again, I, I caught onto this pretty quickly and I, I, I gave them props. Um, episode three, again, spoiler all over the place in case you haven't seen it. Yeah. In episode three, he does Ted Lasso does this like interview with, this journalist and this journalist has been hired to basically do a hit piece. And like, he's an overcritical writer. He's like, you know, he's oh, very yeah. snobbish. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Ted wins him over. He oh, wins, the Indian like, restaurant, the Indian restaurant, the article that comes out later. <laughs> this is hot. This is pretty good. I like my, I like my food. Up. Give me hotter. <laughs> 
Like the waiter's like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> but here's the thing. Like Ted Lasso does that because he wants to show respect to the guy's father who owns the restaurant. So he's going to eat everything they put in front of him. Classy move, but it wins the writer over. And the writer says, you know what? Ted Lasso is pretty good. And at the end of that episode, I was like, holy shit, we are that writer at this episode. At this juncture in the show, yep. two or three episodes in, we're still a little skeptical, still maybe a little snobby. And at the end of that episode, we're like, we're the same thing as that writer. We're like, you know what? This is going to be pretty good. <laughs> I like this guy. Chris, and, Chris, totally yeah. agree. And like, and this whole show could have been like a one-hit pony. Like, I, I'm going to watch the commercials. I bet you they're funny, the fake commercials. But I, I got the setup right away. And I'm all in. I'm a big football fan, sports fan. And I was like, okay, this is a great premise. You know, Midwestern coach going over to coach soccer. No idea, but he's a great coach. Get it. But this might get old really quick. You know what I mean? Right, I've seen right. this sounds like an Adam Sandler movie setup. And then by the, you know, halfway through the second act, there's a love interest that I don't care about. And it's Drew Barrymore, and oh, I see. It's just an excuse for them to go to Jamaica or something like that. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. But this show, right in that moment, Chris, you're you're you hit the moment. And there's been a couple other moments where I love it when writing defies your expectations. Where mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I see the setup. I see this. It's like you know how we were talking about coming to America too. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool. I get the setup. Here we go. And then it just went down the safe path. All right, the last hour and a half of this movie is just going to be some shit that you already thought of in your head. Oh, I get it. He's trying to impress him. And the, 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 the. Ted Lasso, and maybe it's the positivity in the show, Chris. I think you really nailed it, dude. Like, I, I, this review of yours, this might be your, your best take of all time, Chris. Hey, I'm now. Put, hey now. Yeah, I'm going to put this right out there because, you know, so many times we could have made fun of Ted like the rest of the characters in the show were trying to. And then instead, it becomes very real when this guy is just like, hey, man, I'm just a good coach, just doing what I do. And you're like, God damn it. Like, like <laughs> he's just a personable guy. And it just and I love Jason Sudeikis. I love that this I hope that this is one of his defining roles. It's it, He's one of those SNL cast members that. Never. I mean, he left SNL. But it's not like he left SNL to do this like breakout movie thing or something like that. He's just kind of been like showing up here and there. Like he was in this movie and that movie, like a little piece parts. But I just love this work that he's doing. Fantastic, Chris. Can't wait for the show. Like, I don't know. It definitely stopped because of the COVID, you know, season two. I hope I, I can't wait for him to get back to England and film another season of this. Yep. I believe I believe production has already started. So okay, they great. said I think they said by the summer. Um, I think I read like they're they're planning the summer to like start releasing episodes. So um, yeah, definitely on the lookout for that. But good stuff, man. Good awesome. stuff. All right, let's go YouTube. And what do you got, my man? What do you got this week? All right, uh, I got a couple things. Um, well, oh shit, Ted Lasso's on there now. Hold on, <laughs> I gotta watch that. All right, liked videos. Um, you know, this week, um, couple things. So Chris. If you're friends with me on the Facebook and the internet, I've been getting mm. way into grilling, Weber grilling, um, barbecue pit boys, um, the uh, beer can, beer can burgers. So now there's no beer in this recipe or anything like that. You take a meatball, smash a beer can into it, make it almost like a beer can cup, wrap it in bacon, and you fill it with like chili. You fill it with like ham. You fill it with breakfast goods. So good. I love these guys. Smoky Weber recipes. You can't beat them. Um, but Chris, <laughs> I don't know why this came up on my uh, YouTube. Um, I want you to check. Chris, this is a recommendation for you. So 43 minutes, 16 seconds. Pee Wee Herman guest host on Joan Rivers show. <laughs> what? So when Joan Rivers had her own show before Arsenio, I don't know what happens, but Paul Rubens, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman would guest host and he has, um, oh my God, I, I'm not going to give away like it's, it's, um, oh my God, I totally forgot. A uh, Frankie Avalon <laughs> and, uh, who's the chick from three's company? Oh, Suzanne Summers, Suzanne Summers and Frankie Avalon are the guests. 
it's possibly one of the most 80s things you can watch on YouTube. Oh Pee Wee Herman hosting the Philip the the uh, Joan Rivers show with with guest stars Frankie Avalon. It's out of control. So high recommendation. <laughs> nice, nice. I'll have to check that out. Uh, for mine, oh gosh, you know it's it's. I've been I've been dipping back into the angry video game nerd. Um, yeah. The whole catalog. <laughs> any any catalog. highlights? Any highlights? Well, Did you get to the glitches one? Did you watch the glitches one? <laughs> oh, you like the glitches? <laughs> uh, no, not that one. It's it's funny. Like I just I watched one and then I was like, oh, I remembered how much I like these, and I've gone back and I actually haven't seen like half of them. So it was great. Like, um, I went and watched the Godzilla one because it was you know topical because you know fantastic uh, Godzilla yeah. versus Kong and whatnot. But um, digging it so. Angry video game nerd. I, I think that's like over a hundred episodes. Yeah. Um, get into it, folks. I mean, it's it's he deep dives into some really really great and terrible games. I watched the entire. Oh, I watched the entire Castlevania series. He does where he goes like oh, Castlevania's yeah. one through four. It's fantastic. So um, send you one, Chris. My my. Uh, so if you don't know glitches, I I quote the glitches one all the time, and then. Um, Big Rigs. I don't know if you watch Big Rigs. I've seen that one, yes. It's probably one. I just sent that one to you. It's probably one of the worst games of all time. And it's a PC game from like the 2000s. And he's like, there's no way like this game is worse than an Atari game from 1983 or something. Oh my God, it's so terrible. Amazing. Just amazing. And he was on, is it GameTrailers.com? I remember going to GameTrailers.com to watch game trailers for like new video games. Like, that's before YouTube existed. You had to actually go to different websites and find stuff. Can you mm. can you fathom that, Chris? Anymore? <laughs> no, I need it right in front of me, like all the time. Exactly. Yeah, like oh, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I love it. Good stuff, man. Good, Good stuff. stuff well, that's dude. gonna do it for us this week. Uh, ben, thank you so much as always for the discussion. My always pleasure, sir. And we will see you right here next week on Desperately Seeking Entertainment.